started today. Amen. Good to see some of you back. Some of you haven't seen in a few weeks. Glad that you are back. And uh, if you were on vacation, hopefully you had a great time. Hopefully you were refreshed. Hopefully you were ready to come back. Sometimes, you know, I, I think I don't go long enough because, you know, I'm just thinking I need another two or three days or I need another day or whatever. Hopefully you stayed long enough that you were ready to come back. Because you know what? As, as, as exciting and wonderful it is as it is to go, that's how good it is to get back, isn't it? There's just no place like home. And especially in your church. In your church. Amen. And uh, so we're glad that you're here today. Mark chapter number 11 and verse number 22, Jesus answered and he said to them, have faith in God. Jesus said, have faith in God. Well, last Sunday I asked you a whole lot of questions. Well, today I just have one question for you this morning. And the question that I have for you today is, how much faith do you have? How much faith do you have? Father, I thank you, Lord, for the word of the Lord. Father, thank you, Lord, that faith comes from hearing and from hearing the word of the Lord. God, I just pray today that you will help us today. Lord, let your anointing rest upon the message. Let it rest upon the messenger, Lord, today. Give us ears to hear the word of the Lord, we ask. Father, do your perfect work in every heart and in every life. All for the glory of God, we ask. And all of God's people said, praise the Lord. And you may be reseated this morning. You never, ha- you never know how much faith you have until it is tested. Peter thought that he had a whole lot more faith than he really did. Lord, he said, I'll go to prison for you. Lord, I- I'll die for you. Lord, uh, Lord, I'm your man of faith and power for the hour. Lord, everybody else might forsake you. Lord, you may not be able to count on anybody else. But Lord, you can count on me. Well, Jesus said to him, he said, you don't know what you're talking about, Pete. You don't know what you're talking about. Jesus said before the rooster crows, your faith is going to fail three times. And the Bible says that it did. The centurion in Luke chapter 7, on the other hand, no doubt he had a whole lot more faith than he thought he had. Because Jesus said that this man had more faith than anybody else in all of Israel. My question to you this morning is, how much faith do you have? Let me ask you this morning, do you have enough faith? Do you have enough to pray? Oh, pastor, everybody, everybody has enough faith to pray. Oh, really? Really? Are you sure of that? You see, statistics tell us that the average Christian prays a whopping 60 Seconds a day. That's about enough time to pray God is good, God is great, bless this food on this plate. (laughs) 60 seconds a day, that's about long enough for you to say, pray now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough to pray? Elijah did. Elijah did. You'll find his story in 1 Kings chapter 18 and especially verses 41 through 46 is what I'm talking about right now. We understand that for three and a half years it had not rained. We understand that there was a drought that was on in the land. We understand that everything was burned up. Oh, they were dry and they were parched and they were barren. But Elijah had enough faith to pray. 
and pray he did. Not only did he have enough faith to pray once, but he had enough faith to pray again and again and again and again. I submit to you that Elijah had enough faith to pray until he prayed until it rained. What about you this morning? Are, are you going through a spiritual drought? Are you going through a spiritual drought this morning? Oh, oh, you can blame the pastor or you can blame the worship leader or you can blame the deacons or, 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 or you can pray. And pray until, and pray until the heavens open over your soul. Pray until the reign of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Saturate your soul and no longer are you in a drought spiritually. I'm asking this. You this morning, how much faith do you have? Do you have enough faith to, do you have enough faith to pray? Daniel did. Daniel did. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10 and 11. Oh, listen, friend, Daniel didn't just pray every day. He prayed three times a day. We are often challenged to pray every single day, but not only did Daniel pray every single day, but the Bible says, oh, that at morning, evening, and noon, oh, he prayed three times a day. He prayed. Listen, he prayed when it was unpopular to pray. He prayed when nobody else was praying. He prayed when it was unlawful to pray. I remember some time ago, my wife and I went to our granddaughter's school for Grandparents' Day. And we had lunch with our granddaughters. They were on different lunch schedules. At the time, our youngest was six and our oldest was seven at the time. And so we're sitting there in the cafeteria waiting for our youngest granddaughter to come in. And Addie comes in there, age six. She's brought her lunch from home and she sits down and she opens her lunch pail and she just begins to eat. And I said, Addison Page, are you not going to pray over your food? She looked at me like, Papa, what tree did you fall out of? I said, Addie, are you not going to pray over your food? She looked at me and she said, Papa, I don't pray at school. We had lunch with Addie. She's gone. Now in comes Briley, our oldest. She opens her lunch pail. And she begins to pray over her food before she eats. And I said, Briley, Addie was just in here. And she told me she doesn't pray at school. Briley said, Papa, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I pray at school. Do you have enough faith to pray? Do you have enough faith to pray when it's unpopular to pray? Do you have enough faith even when it is unlawful to pray? How much faith do you have? Do you have enough faith to pray? Jesus did. Mark chapter 1 and verse 35 tells us. It tells us that before Jesus would ever speak to man, he would first of all speak to his heavenly Father. Let me tell you something, friend. Our dealings with man would go a whole lot better if we started out our day speaking to our heavenly Father. Our day would go a lot better if before we spoke to man, we first spoke to God. How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough faith to pray? 
Let me tell you something, friend. If, if Jesus, the Son of God, if Jesus felt His need to pray, who in the world are we to think we don't? Listen to me this morning. Our prayerlessness speaks volumes to God. Our prayerlessness says to God, I don't need you. Our prayerlessness says to God, I can handle things all by myself. Thank you, please. Our prayerlessness says to God, I I don't really think it would do any good to pray anyway. How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough to pray? Jesus did, and it was his prayer in Gethsemane that gave him courage to face Golgotha. How much faith do you have today? Do you have enough to obey? Do you have enough faith to obey? Joshua did. His story is found in Joshua chapter 6. We know the story in order to conquer and inhabit Jericho. God told Joshua, told him to line up his people and to march them around the walls of the city of Jericho. He was to march them around once a day for six days. And then on the seventh day, he was to march them around seven times that day. And on the seventh time around on the seventh day, they were to blow the trumpets and the people were to shout. Wow, what a strategy. I can just imagine the whining. Oh, I can just imagine the complaining. I can just imagine the grumbling that went on those seven days. And I can just imagine Facebook was going crazy. Can you imagine the comments on Facebook that were being made? And most of them targeted at their leader. Come on. What God told Joshua to do wasn't very logical. Oh, his leadership no doubt would be criticized. But Joshua had enough faith to obey. And obey he did. And because he obeyed, the power of God prevailed. And they took the city. How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough faith to obey? The disciples did. Luke chapter 5 verse 4 through 7. All the disciples had fished all night long. Didn't even have as much as one little perch on a stringer. Oh, they had washed their fishing nets. And they were about ready to go home. And then Jesus shows up. And Jesus says to them, Hey, fellas, cast your net one more time. And the disciples, no doubt it was Peter the spokesman, said, Lord, we have cast our nets a thousand times. We have fished all night and we've caught absolutely nothing. Lord, can't you see we have already washed our nets? Lord, can't you see that we are tired and we are weary and we are burned out and we are disillusioned and we are discouraged? But Lord, because of you, Lord, because you tell us to we will cast the net one more time and because they had enough faith to obey the result of their obedience was a net full of fish do you have enough faith to obey do you have enough faith to obey the written word of God God You want me to what? You want me to what? 
Tithe? Tithe? God, you you want me to give the first 10% of my income to you? But God, I'm not even making it on 100% of my income. Well, if you're thinking that way, well then, what's the big deal then? He ain't making it anyway. Like Dr. Phil says, and how's that working for you? God, I'm not making it on 100% of my income and you want me to give you the first 10%. How am I going to make it on 90% if I can't make it on 100%? What's that, God? What's that? Don't try and figure it out logically. It's a spiritual thing. What's that, God? Just trust you enough to obey you. What's that, God? Do I have enough faith to obey your spoken word? To obey what you have placed in my heart? To do what you have spoken personally to me? Recently, I heard an incredible story of obedience. This man was at the altar in his church praying, and he heard God say to him, Get up from the altar and go to Albertson's. As clear as he ever heard anything, he heard God say, Get up from the altar and go to Albertson's. So he got up, took out his keys. God spoke to him and said, walk. So the man walks out the door of the church and he walks down to the Albertsons down the street from the church and in front of Albertsons out by the street was a bus stop. And there was a man standing at the bus stop and he was wearing dark shades and he had a white cane in his hand. The man was blind. And God said, go talk to this man. See, if he had taken his car, he would have driven into the parking lot and had, would have missed this man. God says, go speak to this man. And when he did, the blind man said to him, I'm blind. And he said, I'm not from here. He said, I was dropped off here to catch the bus. And he said, I need to go to the bathroom. Really? Really bad. There's no other way to just say it. He said, I, I was afraid I was just going to have to soil myself. He's blind. He's in a strange place. Not like he's somewhere he knows where he's at. He said, I prayed and I asked God to send me one of his servants to take me to the bathroom. And right down the street at the church, God spoke to this man. He said, go to Albertson's. How much faith do you have? Do you have enough faith to obey? Do you have enough faith to obey the promptings and the leading of the Holy Spirit? Recently, I was on the golf course with a friend. And since there were only two of us, the 
The people at the golf course placed us with two other players that we had never met before, did not know. After playing with these two guys for a little while, we discovered that they were father and son, and we discovered that that the that the son was a was a pastor in a very small, struggling, just getting started kind of a church. The Lord spoke to the man I was playing with to give this young pastor some money. He did. How much faith? Do you have this morning? Do you have enough faith to obey? Do you have enough faith to obey the promptings of the Holy Spirit? Do you have enough faith to obey the Spirit of the Lord? When the Lord lays someone on your heart, when the Lord lays a subject or something on your heart or somebody on your heart, I mean, do you have enough faith to obey? Let me tell you, friends, Satan will always provide us an excuse not to obey God. How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough to say? Do you have enough faith to say? In Mark chapter 11, verse 22 and 23, Jesus said, If you have enough faith to say to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and you do not doubt in your heart, it will be done unto you. Let me ask you this morning, what, what kind of mountain is in your way today? What kind of mountain is in your way today? Maybe it's the mountain of debt. Oh, maybe it's the mountain of depression or the mountain of drugs or alcohol. Maybe it's the mountain of lust. Maybe it's the mountain of, of jealousy. What is the mountain that is in your way today? How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough, enough faith to say, mountain be removed and be cast into the sea? How much faith do you have? Do you have enough faith to say? Sister Shunem did. You know Sister Shunem. Her story is found in 2 Kings chapter 4. This Shunemite woman had the ministry of hospitality. Every time the man of God, Elisha, would come into her Country, she would invite him to her house, and her and her husband would would provide a meal. And finally, one day, she decided she's going to build the first evangelistic quarters. And her and her husband built a uh, built a room on their home and provided a room for Elisha to stay every time he came through that part of the country. Elisha had, Amen, the Hilton to stay in. I don't know, but I, I just know preachers, and I bet Elisha made a whole lot more trips after that than he did before. Because every time he knew that he would go through that country, that, that, that Sister Shunem, Sister Shunem would have his room ready for him, and man, it would all be there and all be ready and waiting for him, and, and then she would cook a nice meal for him. And so out of gratitude, Elisha wanted to bless Sister Shunem. And so Elisha the prophet prophesied to her. And he told her that, that her barren womb was going to be open and that she was going to have a son. And it happened just as the men of God said. Yet the Bible says that one day her son died. The Bible says that Sister Shunem 
carried her dead son to the man of God's room and laid her son on the bed of the man of God. And the Bible says that then she went after the man of God. And when she got to where Elisha was, and Elisha had sent his servant out to meet her, and Elisha's servant asked her, Is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? How about your son? Your miracle son. Is it well with your son? And 2 Kings chapter 4 and verse 26 says, She answered and said, It is well. Her son is dead. I can't even imagine the heartache. I can't even imagine the pain. All that she is feeling about now. But when she asked, is asked, is it well? She had enough faith to say. She had enough faith to say, it is well. All circumstances certainly did not say it was well. Common sense doesn't say it is well. Oh, but she had enough faith to say it is well. You see, she believed that God would come through for her through the man of God. And because she had enough faith to say, because of her faith, her son was brought back to life. What is it that is dead in your life this morning? Maybe it's a lifeless marriage. Maybe it's a lifelong dream that has died on the inside of you. How much faith do you have today? Do you have enough faith to say? Do you have enough faith to speak to your mountain? Enough faith to say in spite of the circumstances, it is well. And by your faith, see your circumstances change. How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough faith to pray? Do you have enough faith to obey? Do you have enough faith to say? How much faith do you have this morning? Do you have enough faith to stay? You see, not only does it require faith to go, but it also requires faith to stay. You see, sometimes people have enough faith to go, but once they get there, they don't have enough faith to stay. I'll never forget one Sunday morning after I had moved to Midland to start Harvest Time Church from scratch. We hadn't been there very long, just a few months. We had gathered about 75 people or so those first few months. And I'll never forget one Sunday morning after church. A man who I had never seen before. It was his first time to come to our church. He was a giant man. Probably about 6'5", 6'6". Weighed probably 350 pounds. And when I walked out into the foyer, the man came up to me. Never met him before. He comes up to me, this giant Goliath man. And he grabs me around the waist. And he picks me up and he twirls me around about three times. And he sets me down. And he says, thanks for coming to Midland. We've needed a preacher like you around here for a long time. You're a breath of fresh air. But as soon as I started preaching, 
and teaching on tithing and giving. Can you believe I would do that? You think you're the first. You think I'd have learned by now. I have learned. I've learned that in spite of the criticism, it's the best thing I can do for a church. It's the best thing I can do for God's people. Amen? Come on. That's right. As soon as I started preaching and teaching, tithing and giving, he left. Listen, I'm in good company. It happened to Jesus as well. As long as he was multiplying the loaves and the fish, as long as he was providing a free meal, as long as he was turning water into wine, as long as he was healing the sick and raising the dead, as long as the people were getting something from him, all was well. But as soon as he started preaching and teaching on the cost of discipleship, many of his followers quit following him. And John 6 and 66 says that from that time on, many of his disciples went away and walked no more with him. How about you this morning? Do you have enough faith to stay? Do you have enough faith to stay in a troubled marriage? Now hear me, I understand that sometimes it's absolutely impossible to save a marriage. You certainly cannot save a marriage unless both parties are committed to it. But truth be known, too many people today don't even try or don't try very hard. How much faith do you have today? Do you have enough faith to stay? Do you have enough to... To stay in a difficult job? One of my staff members in Midland came into my office one day and sat down. And he said, Pastor, I'm just overloaded. I just have too much on me. Something's got to give. Just got too much. My job is just too hard. And I looked at him and I said, no, it's not. No, it's not. I said, the problem is your attitude. That was my gift of mercy kicking in. I called him by name. I said, the problem is your attitude. There was a certain job in his job description that he hated. And when it was time for him to do it, everybody in the office knew it was time for him to do that job. Because stinky attitude. I said, you've got a bad attitude about this certain part of your job. I said, listen, I said, listen, we all have parts of our job that isn't our favorite thing to do. I don't just sleep till noon and eat fried chicken for breakfast. I don't just play golf seven days a week. I wish. I said, we all have parts of our job that isn't our favorite thing to do. 
There is no perfect job. I said, son, I said, change your attitude about this part of your job and things will turn around and things will be better for you in that area. And I said, besides, you won't always have to do this. This church is young. It's just getting started. We all have to do extra things. And one day as the church grows, then the finances grow and we'll get somebody else, pay somebody else to do this part of your job. But for now, you've got to do it. So get yourself a better attitude. The next day, I'm walking down the hall of the church. And he is singing to the top of his lungs as he's doing this unpleasant task. I stopped. I said, wow, man. He said, I'm trying, Pastor. I'm trying. And I promise you, he never complained about it again. He quit three days later. No, I'm not. That's a joke. It's a joke. How much faith do you have this morning? Do you, do you have enough faith to stay? Do you have enough faith to stay in faith uh, for an answer to prayer? What circumstance or situation have you been praying about? Maybe it's your kid that's on drugs. Maybe it's a coworker that makes life miserable for you at work. Maybe it's a financial matter. Maybe it's a physical condition. What is it that you have been believing God for? You had enough faith to begin in prayer, but do you have enough faith to stay in faith for the answer? How much faith do you have? Do you have enough To stay? Do you have enough faith to stay in your your church through bad times as well as good? I'm so thankful that New Bethel had a small nucleus of people who had enough faith to stay a little over eight years ago when this church was on a downhill spiral. And it was the faith of the stayers that kept this church afloat. And eight years later, it is soaring to new heights and breaking records every single year. And I promise you, there'll be tests and there'll be trials. Somebody will offend you. Somebody will disappoint you. Join the club. You want my chair? It's easy to run off somewhere. But you're going to find something there too. Because there's no perfect church. And if you find one, don't get in it because it'll no longer be perfect. Now, 
don't hear me this morning. I understand. I understand that there is sometimes a legitimate reason to leave a church. I understand that God can take us from here to over there sometimes. But I want to tell you that nine times out of ten, it's not God moving us, but it is us not willing, amen, to pay the price. Us not willing to have enough faith to stay, to see it through, amen, to go through it, amen, to see God work His hand in our life. And if somebody is disappointed, just stay around long enough and somebody else will too. Because we're people. Come on. We're people. And one person offended me. And I'm leaving. Well, there's 449 others. Pick one of them to hang out with. Come on. Hey, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I'm going to tell you, us pastors, man, we, we got an ace in our pocket all the time. God is leading me. No, Sister Bertha better than you got under your skin one too many times. So you're using your get out of jail free card and saying God is leading me. God ain't leading you at all. Have enough faith to stay, preacher. Come on, I'm picking on us as much as I'm picking on you. I'm trying to make this fair this morning. Hallelujah. Am I right? How much faith do you have today? Jesus said, have faith in God. If your faith is in people, if you're faith is in a church, if your faith is in a pastor, if your faith is in some televangelist, God help you in any of those. Have faith in God. How much faith do you have? Amen. Well, I got enough faith to get up when I fall down. I got up a lot faster than I would have a few months ago, though, didn't I? No, actually, the power of God hit me right there. Knocked me to my... Knocked me right down. Woo! Somebody want to come up here and get right here? Don't tell a second service. I'll do it again in the second service. Amen. Amen. Pastor Braden, would you come, please? Father, thank you for the word of the Lord. And Father, I...